Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. And our sermon this past weekend, a cross-reference was made to Matthew 18, which includes these words, whatever you bound, uh, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And the question came up, what exactly does that mean? And we didn't have time to delve into it because Matthew 18 was not the subject text of that sermon. Uh, it was uh, in our series, Fulfillment. Uh, actually, I think in this book right here. Uh, but to give some clarity and to also help illustrate today's text in Joshua, what Jesus meant as he spoke to Peter, into whom he imbued apostolic authority, was you're going to carry out the will of God here. And anything that you declare allowed or forbidden according to a true gospel will have already been bound in heaven or allowed in heaven. And this text kind of bears a resemblance that Matthew 18 text bears and Matthew 16 bears a resemblance to, to this piece of land that's given to the tribe of Zebulun. Take a look at Joshua chapter 19, verse 10. The third lot came up for Zebulun's descendants by their clans. The territory of their inheritance stretched as far as Sarid. Their border went up westward to Marilah, reached Dabasheth, and met the brook east of Jachnium. From Sarid, it turned due east along the border of Chisloth-Tabor, and went to Dabarath, and went up to Japhia. From there, it went due east to Gath-Hefer, and to Ethkazin, it extended to Rimon, curving around to Nia. The border then circled around Nia on the north to Hanathon and ended at Iftael uh, Valley, along with Kata, Nahalal, Shimron, Idala, and Bethlehem, 12 cities with their settlements. This was the inheritance of Zebulun's descendants by their clans, these cities with their settlements. This is kind of cool because the name Zebulun was actually kind of an arrogant act of wordplay. You had Jacob's two wives, Rachel and Leah, and they were sort of feuding with one another. And Zebulun is born the sixth son of Jacob. And as this feud between the two wives goes, uh, Zebulun's mother does something really clever and ends up uh, having something engraved on the city of heaven as a result. Okay, here's that Matthew 18 uh, verse that I, that I mentioned. Here's Genesis chapter 30, verse 20. This is where the name Zebulun actually came from. God has given me a good gift, Leah said. This time my husband will honor me, remember this word, because I have borne six sons for him, and she named him Zebulun. All right, so this is, this is an incredibly, incredibly clever. God has given, this is the word uh, Zabad, uh, a good gift. This is the word Zebed. Uh, and now my husband will honor me, this is Zabal, uh, uh, because I have borne him six sons, and she named him Zebulun. So uh, the word honor in Hebrew sounds um, a lot like uh, the word for like gift and endowed. Um, and so either way you slice it, this was some brilliant Hebrew alliteration. Now, Fast forward, Revelation 21, this is the penultimate chapter of all of Scripture, it says something pretty, pretty cool. The city had a massive high wall, this is the city of heaven, with 12 gates. 12 angels were at the gates. The names of the 12 tribes of Israel's sons were inscribed on the gates. 
All right, indeed. <laughs> I know that Matthew 16 and Matthew 18 were addressed to Peter uh, and, and giving him apostolic authority as he would carry out the will of God on the earth uh, with, with you know, consequences that would resonate in, in heaven. Um, but man, it, <laughs> it's kind of cool because Leah here back in Genesis 30 uh, really did say something that would indeed be bound uh, in heaven. In fact, inscribed on the gates, the city of heaven. And it was all kind of naming her kid in honor of smack talk to her rival. <laughs> wow. There's a whole other backstory between Rachel and, and Leah too. Uh, where, man, you, you have a heart for Leah because, you know, she's lived in the shadow of her more beautiful sister. And now, guess what? Her husband is tricked into marrying her. And instead of just staying married to her, he ends up marrying her rival sister anyway. So now she's stuck with her rival sister forever. So she goes the ultimate, ultimate extra mile. Have you ever named your kid, not even after your favorite sports star, Okay, there's a lot of those coming up. We once we recently watched uh, Michael Jackson and Kobe Bryant on TV, <laughs> right? But I'm talking about naming your kid something out of spite. Like that is next level. But what's even beyond all of this is that next level kid naming smack talk spite fest actually was and is and will forevermore be literally engraved in the city of heaven. <laughs> so, wow. This is all the this this is this is this is almost all we really know about Zebulun in scripture. Uh, Zebulun was a good tribe. In our study of the book of Judges, we saw how Deborah knew they could be called upon. Uh, they were masters of ships at sea. They they prospered because of their their coastal location. They're kind of at the northern end uh, of of the allocation of land. Uh, they're way up here. And so because of their access to the Kishon River and the Mediterranean Sea, you know, their proximity to the Sea of Galilee, they were kind of in, uh, they were kind of in, in the, the middle of things. And so, uh, you know, they, they prospered and they, and they did well. But uh, wow, the ultimate eternal future legacy is, uh, is one that's absolutely incredible. Now, uh, what's the deal with this? It says Bethlehem right here. Well, it, it was Bethlehem in the this, uh, in the the tribal allocation for Zebulun, when Zebulun's all the way up here. Hang on, what's going on here, Jesse? I thought that I thought that Bethlehem uh, was was farther south than that, right? Uh, very good question. There were two Bethlehems in the ancient world. Okay, the Bethlehem where Jesus was born was just a few miles from Jerusalem, and it was actually in the land allocated to Judah. But there was another Bethlehem that was a part of the tribe of Zebulun. In fact, this is partly why um, Herod has some of his scholars dig up the book of Micah, the prophet Micah from the Hebrew Scriptures, where it specifies which Bethlehem uh, the Savior would be born in. So, man, consider just for a moment uh, how, man, there are eternal implications to the things that we do here on earth. Zebulun was named uh, out of some brilliant Hebrew wordplay and smack talk uh, between Leah and Rachel, but it also became the name for this piece of the promised land. Uh, and that was a solid tribe. Zebulun, you know, uh, was, was ready to be called upon in the book of Judges and is inscribed forever on the gates to the city of heaven. 
So uh, the next time you talk smack, uh, consider the eternal ramifications. <laughs>